Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. I remember that album when it came out, my family, in 2009. Yeah, 2009 was like very much like, uh, you know, the three COVID years, 2020, 2021, and 2022. I mean, the music that is is produced over 2020, 2021, and 2022, let me tell you, Bon, for me, 2008 all the way to 2010 was that block of years. Amazing, amazing worship uh, uh, music uh, during that time. And I remember this uh, album when it came out. Uh, yeah, this album when it came out, Maga uh, Dunyiswe, Bongi and Colin. Uh, man, when it came out, it was a bang. Absolute came out with an absolute bang. So this afternoon, my family, we're asking you, what is your word for the year? Okay, what is your word for the year? I'll tell you what. So for me, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, truck overload. <laughs> yeah, no, my family, please. Can I, you know, I don't know if anybody cares to listen this afternoon. Yeah, you know, the situation of trucks on the road. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's not working. Listen, it's really not working. And I understand. I get, listen, I get it. I know we've got infrastructure problems in this country. I know trucks have to take food to wait. Ah, but man. It's 42 after 4, okay? What is your word for the year? Okay, what is your word for the year? Uh, And in case you're wondering what this is all about, this is a word or expression reflecting the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of the nation for the past 12 months. What would that word uh, be for you? Ndombeentle Uluhulu, who is a spokesperson of uh, the Pan-South African Language Board, joins us on the line this afternoon to tell us more. Ndombentle, good afternoon, ma'am, and thank you so much for giving us your time. Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to your listeners as well. Yeah. So, Ndombi, uh, talk to us uh, about this word of the year. What is that all about? Well, uh, you know, um, today is International Dictionary Day. So this day is observed, you know, to just emphasize the importance of using dictionaries to improve one's vocabulary, you know, to improve literacy. And we know that, you know, South Africa is actually one of the... There was a study that was done that showed that children, uh, you know, from the ages of 10 and under cannot read for meaning. Mm. So really our goal is to advocate for the use of e-dictionaries as part of core teaching and learning in schools Mm. um, instead of them just being, you know, supplementary learning materials. So basically, really, it might uh, look like something that is just fun, um, but there is, you know, a, 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 you know, something quite um, deep that we are supposed to, uh, you know, introspect as a nation in terms of our literacy level. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and then just try and go back to the basics, really. I mean, in dictionary, that's where you find, you know, how words are spelt, how they are mm. pronounced, and they're actually the definitions of the actual words. I mean, it should not be something that is supplementary. It should be something that is actually, you know, just there, um, available, easily available for you. Now, Ndombi, I mean, how do you reconcile that with the culture of learning in South Africa? Because, as you say, it's time for us to go back to the basics. This means that we are, we are, we've literally gone way, uh, to the opposite direction from the basics. Uh, for example, for example, some of the shortlisted words include danko. I mean, that, you'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, no, 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 hang on. Um, really, like, you know, every, I mean, every word that I'm looking at, we're still going to come to the shortlisted word, but every word, I mean, the highlights, they are all very urban dictionary. They're all very slang. How do we reconcile yeah. that? I mean, there's a culture that is prevailing right now, a uh, culture of communication, culture of learning, a uh, culture of just basic absorption of concept. And then there's where we, where we would like to see ourselves. How do we bridge that gap? Yeah, that is a very tough one, yeah. uh, to be honest, because there's also that element, uh, you know, where we want to embrace each other's languages, mm. where we want to, you know... Um, actually encourage, uh, you know, other people to learn other languages. And we're seeing that particularly on social media. Mm. Like I was just saying all these words that you're saying. I mean, Danko is from the Afrikaans word, which is Danki. Mm. And I don't know where that all comes from. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we literally just We made it up, man. <laughs> we made it up, yeah. <laughs> and then if, even if you look at Batung, uh, to be honest, Batung in, in, in Sisutu means where there are people, you know? where there are people, but in social, on, in, in the context of social media, it's actually used, uh, you know, as a sort of, when you are shocked, you know, to express the feeling of... It's an expression of sigh. What, what is this? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? There's, we also had submissions like, yo, I'm like, is this even a word? But yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is where I become really deeply conflicted. Um... I become so conflicted because batong for me is a fallback word. It doesn't matter where you are, my dear. Listen, you could be in New York, right? The minute you say, ah, batong, that's like a signal, recognize me, I'm South African. You know what I mean? You know, there's just certain words. There's certain (laughs) words that literally spell South African on your forehead. Um, And besides batong for the uh, Sutu language, it is a fallback word because when you don't know how to join two sentences in Sisutu, you can just literally go batong the same way people use kalokusana for it's a fallback phrase for people you know what i mean and i suppose that's sort of um accommodating and you know the whole floor crossing into each other's languages it's beautiful to see uh and yet we still have this gap that must be addressed now let's come back to the shortlisted words uh first of all and uh, don't be when did the when did the whole competition open well, it's not necessarily a, a, a competition, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? Um, what we do is we, we check what is within the media. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there would be those, uh, you know, those topics that you know that um, everybody's talking about. We just mm-hmm. keep our ear on the ground. And we also do have a level of, uh, you know, public engagement uh, as well in terms of trying to figure out, you know, what people are uh, talking about, what do they think the SA word of the year is, and then it is shortlisted. The shortlist is actually done by Pensop, and then we bring on board our uh, media research company, which is Focal Points, which then does, you know, the the tracking. The social reading, yeah. Mm, Yeah. And so then, I mean, how do you determine submissions? Who makes submissions? How do do you come up with the shortlist? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the shortlist, like I said, you know, we just really just look at what is featuring prominently incredible print broadcast and online media. So basically that would then be what informs us. Sure. And what we've done this year is, so in, in previous years we would have just one word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then we would, which would just be done, you know, um, to cover all aspects. But then we realized that we were not really getting to the crux of how South Africans actually speak. And you can pick those up from social media. That's why we created these two uh, categories. So you've got the mainstream media and then you've got, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. So you've got, uh, yeah, and then on, on, on the shortlisted ones, under uh, mainstream media, we had interest rate, and we all know that, you know, there's this rising cost of living in mm-hmm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then we had BRICS, and then we had geopolitics, and then we had uh, the Russia-Ukraine war. And wow. we all know, you know, all, that, all those discussions and deliberations, really, that were going on sure. around, you know, our involvement with Russia and our, you know, official stance as a country. Mm. So, yes, and the political pressure, really, that was placed on, on, sure. on the country in terms of whether or not Vladimir Putin would be, you know, attending the BRICS summit. So there's been a lot of things that have been coming out. Yeah. So for me, let me tell you, if I had to be honest with you, I mean, look, the, 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 the Ukraine-Russia war was a really, really big thing. But here's an interesting observation from that whole uh, conversation for me. It is really... More than people referring to Ukraine and Russia, it is more the effects of the war. Uh, number one, petrol. Number two, cooking oil. So I would have expected cooking oil to make it to the list. Yes, no? <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. You are not wrong, yeah. to be honest. Mm. Um, so what we, what we then had to uh, decide, because we had, uh, you know, petrol was there. Um, we had, you know, even eggs for some reason. But you know, we all know that the eggs... Uh, <laughs> it's quite recent. No, it's quite recent, yes, yes. yes. But then the decision then was to say, okay, maybe let's just um, break it down into one, mm. you know. Um, that would then be expressed through the interest rate. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of ah. us are feeling the pinch. But then if you just put it as interest rate, then we all know all those things that we have issues with. It is the interest rate at the end of the day that is, you know, putting that pressure on our wallets, to be honest. Sure, that is amazing. Uh, my family, uh, we have got Ndombe Hulu Hulu, who's spokesperson for the Pan-South African Language Board this afternoon. It's all about the word of the year. And I'm sure we all sitting at the edge of our seats wanting to find out, uh, you know, in between Tanko, Ivalim Fanak, Oningi, Petrol. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Ndombe, was saying load shedding. I'm sure that was probably one of the first words that came out, yeah? Well, long saying yes, I agree, but um, we had to disqualify it (gasps) because it won last year. So you should know, we got you, we got you. So it was the winner last year, it was the 2022 uh, SA Word of the Year, and it won by a mile. So, yes. Oh, snap. So, today, this year, actually, I'm trying to think of it. This year, it could have been, uh, what do you call, solar power. Did that come out? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, not wasn't. yet. It's coming in no, next that year. Wasn't. You no, know, no, that wasn't. Also, yeah. one of the things that we, um, you know, we had to disqualify was, mm. the, you know, the Tabo Besta saga, um, because you know it was it came down to whether or not. Yeah, it really wasn't serving any purpose. So yeah, I know that a lot of people will be like, but this is one of the things that we're discussing. Um, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's the name of a person. Mm. And when we tried to look for words that would describe what he had done, uh, we couldn't really get as much hit as you would when you are actually using his, his name. So, uh, yeah. You, you know, the more you explain this exciting process, and don't be the more... 
I mean, I wonder what those discussions were. Because if I was sitting around the table, I would have, I would have stood on the side of having Tabo Besta. Absolutely. Because it, you know, you see, even though Tabo Besta is somebody's name, it moved this year here in South Africa from being somebody's name into being an expression. It, it became an expression of a process that we are currently still undergoing, by the way. It became an expression when you say uh, it's a Tabo Pesta thing. You're not saying it's a Tabo Pesta as in the person. No, you are referring to the ethos, the essence of the case. You know what? That is a really uh, tough one. It is uh, a tough honest. one. It is a tough it really, one. It really was a tough one. And uh, to be honest, like you're saying, um, you know, it it has become sort of like the words that are shortlisted on social media, yeah. right? Uh, because they take on a different meaning. And I think uh, with Tabo Besta, yes, we had to have those tough decisions uh, to say, look, this is something that was spoken about the most, or we are thinking what it probably would have, you know, been yeah. a bit more prominent than others. But what exactly are we saying? Because we also have to look at um, the cultural significance sure. and maybe historical significance mm. as well. I wasn't very happy with having a place named there as well, you know, Russia, Ukraine. But at the end of the day, at some point, you would think that, you know, our involvement in all deliberations really around South Africa's, you know, stance on the matter, mm. it would go down into history books. Mm. So that has some historical, you know, significance. Mm. So you leave it there. But in terms of Tabo Besta, I don't know what message would be sending, <laughs> to be honest. Um but, uh, yeah, that, that's how we really ended up saying, okay, my, but this is the name of a person. At least if there was a word, we also floated around, uh, what was this word that we were looking at? Hmm. Um, we, we, we looked at fugitive, but it wouldn't have as much, uh, you know, it didn't really have as much. <laughs> As much as um, his own name, mm. we also looked at uh, the prison escape saga. Mm. Um, unfortunately, also, you know, so mostly uh, what the media was reporting on, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough to actually discard Tabo Besta, but have, you know, the other words that would have been associated with it. It was just not enough. It is actually his name that actually skyrocketed. Right. Now, don't be, I'm only catching on uh, to this whole process. Last year, I was not part of the process, uh, but I'm sure that last year, there's also a significant word um, that came through. Um, I'm trying to figure out, uh, for example, uh, how some of the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Zondo Commission, did that, did, that, did that feature at all? And I'm asking because I'm really trying to sort of give the family, our listeners this afternoon, a clue as to exactly what type of words we are looking at when we talk about the word of the year. So last year, uh, did we have a lot of words featuring from the Zondo Commission? Um, you know what? No? <laughs> Actually, now I'm blanking. I just know that the winner was low shedding to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually just trying to figure out yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what were the shortlisted words again. Um, but I do know that Zondo Commission uh, was a winner at some point, probably when it started. Wow, that is really the, amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. Probably last year we would have a, um, what is this? We would have been, a, you know, just like in the Tabo Besta or load shedding this year. We would sure. have, um, yeah. I'm not sure considered it for inclusion on the on the shortlist. 
Yeah, I'm sure things like gender-based violence probably came through last year as well. Um, I don't imagine it yeah. would have been a thing this year at all. I mean, not that it's it's not a thing, but of course, last year was a highlight, you know, um, of all of those cases and how uh, officials responded to the whole gender-based violence sort of uh, uh, culture that was erupting in the country. Now, before we let you go, Miss Uluhulu, won't you please reveal, I know it's not longer a grand, ah, it's no longer a grand reveal, right? But it is a grand reveal for us and we're going to be as excited as we possibly can. <laughs> Before we do that, here's another word that is coming through from Corbus this afternoon. Corbus says, how about corruption? Did that make it to the shortlist? I'm sure it did. Sorry, I didn't get that. Corruption, did it make it to the shortlist? No, it didn't. People have moved on from corruption. You see, South Africans, can we be trusted, Mara? (laughs) 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 What have we replaced? I mean, what is the substitute for corruption this year? We were were focused on foreign policy in the past 12 months. Well, you know what? That's amazing, Ndombi, because what I am reading from that is that we are now starting uh, to show some sense of uh, a social education we are becoming schooled in terms of really what matters uh, because foreign policy determines a lot of what happens internally yes absolutely that absolutely. is amazing that's, that's absolutely amazing that we're actually taking an interest in that yeah no absolutely that's amazing now what are you reading as a board and uh, don't be from this whole entire uh, process of selection this year what are some of the key points that you were reading um about the culture of the country the things that interest us as a country and the general ethos and uh, preoccupation before we get to the word um of the year okay well, you know, uh, one of the things that we are picking up, really, even though we are going through, you know, a, a lot of things, mm. um, I mean, our economy is, you know, hanging by a thread, but but as South Africans, we are actually able to, um, you know, find ways of, um, I don't know, process what is happening around us. Mm. We have our sense of humor intact no matter what we are going through. Sure. I mean, you'll see even the issue of, you know, the egg issue. I mean, you're seeing all sorts of videos on social media. People are actually just having fun with it. And I think that it just speaks to uh, the type of uh, people that we are. Mm. Regardless of the many challenges that we are facing, at the end of the day, we still find a way of connecting with one another. We are picking up each, uh, we are picking up each other's languages, which is a good thing as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all in all, really, I think as, as a nation, really, we are moving closer together. And yeah, I think it is beautiful to see. Fantastic. Look, uh, here's my uh, wish list for next year. I'm really hoping that um, a uh, a word in the sign language will probably make it to the list and that we're going to start incorporating that as part of, uh, you know, our selection process. We've got that as an official language for a reason. So I'm really hoping that that's going to come through uh, next year as we uh, continue to acclimatize ourselves um, with the sign language as an official language here in South Africa. Now, Ms. Ndombentle Hulu, loose spokesperson, of the San, uh, Pan-South African Language Board. Won't you reveal to us the word of the year on the 16th of October, 2023, please. <laughs> and the word of the year is? <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. So, what does Guningi mean? 
word really that just means it's a lot and uh, it is mostly used by social media users to express a feeling of feeling overwhelmed with too much information or dealing with uh, multiple challenges at once so basically if you look at uh, you know one of the things that you know we are dealing with your interest rates uh, you know the yeah, just generally just yeah. too many things your trouble best does it's a lot it's a lot just no it is a lot over this one it's something else so, it yeah, is a lot. It really just does, uh, you know, or just wraps up or actually just describes what we are feeling as South Africans. Right. Listen, I just mm-hmm. felt like sighing just hearing that word. <laughs> you know, I just let exactly. <laughs> it's been absolutely amazing spending time with you. I always enjoy our conversations with the language board and uh, absolutely well done on this one. I think it's such an incredible uh, initiative by the board and uh, we certainly want to be part of it next year, uh, all the way from the beginning right to the end and we appreciate your time this afternoon. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Fantastic. Uh, my family, that is uh, Ndombi Hulu Hulu, who joins us from the Pan-South African Language Board this afternoon. We're crossing over to the news. It's two after five. Uh, Zili, I'm coming to your word. I'm coming to potholes. We'll certainly find out if that made it to the shortlist. But right now we have to cross over to the news. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.